Uh, we're going to uh, have a Bible reading now. Um, so if you open up your Bibles to uh, 2 Peter, and we're just going to um, look at uh, 2 Peter, a uh, reading uh, verse 1 of chapter 1 through to that first section, which ends in at verse 11. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Saviour Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in an increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Well, may God um, uh, speak clearly through his word as we look at uh, some of those words and some of uh, 2 Peter uh, in a moment. We are going to be looking now for the next eight weeks, six to eight weeks, at this book called 2 Peter. And uh, I don't know if you've... uh, if you go to the cinema, any of you ever go to the cinema? Yeah, date night? Yeah. Um, and uh, you, the be- I always find the, the, the kind of trailers before the actual film the best bit. Because you haven't got to go and watch those other films, have you? Because you can see in those two minutes, in that trailer of what that film is going to be, uh, the kind of essence of the film. But can I encourage you tonight... Don't just come to tonight to the trailer to the series. Hopefully it'll whet your appetite to come back in future weeks as we go deep into 2 Peter. So tonight's a little taster, just kind of giving you a little little overview of some of the main points that uh, Peter brings. And uh, hopefully then in future weeks we'll go deeper into uh, this uh, fabulous book. Let me pray. Father God, we have just sung that Jesus is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. Father God, we pray that we would see him to be this now as we open your word, as we see this through the eyes of Peter, 
and these early Christians, may you speak to us here now in the 21st century to know what it is to follow you and to have that future perspective. In Jesus' name, amen. So this evening, we have got um, six no's. Now, that's not the no opposite to a yes, but no in the sense of knowledge, because knowledge comes out quite a few times in this, in this book that we're going to do. So the first no is um, no Peter, okay? So do we know much about Peter? Well, let me just give you a little, little insight, a little taster into this, uh, this man, Peter, born in Bethsaida. Called from his fishing nets at the Sea of Galilee to become one of Jesus' disciples. In Matthew 16, Peter acknowledges Jesus as Lord. Jesus says these words to Peter, but what about you? Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Messiah the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but my, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gate of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Here was a man who came face to face with Jesus, recognizing who he truly was. And here was Peter, the disciple. Peter was there, of course, at the transfiguration alongside James and John. As Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, describes the event, it says the following, His face shone like the sun, as Jesus, and his clothes became as white as the light. Peter was there, seeing Jesus in all his glory. But of course, this is your life, this is Peter warts and all. And we know that Peter, who denied Jesus three times before the Lord's crucifixion. But then we have Peter following the resurrection. Peter was there on the beach as Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? And then commissioning him, to feed or take care of my sheep. And we know the Peter who had denied Jesus, the Peter who was questioned and challenged whether he loved Jesus, the Peter who was commissioned to feed the sheep, was the Peter who was bold in his witness of Jesus. As we hear the powerful sermon in Acts 2, at Pentecost. And then we know the Peter, who was to take the gospel to the Gentiles, 
following that vision that he had of Simon the Tanner in Joppa, Acts chapter 10. And here we have it before us now in 2 Peter. Please have your Bibles open to 2 Peter. We will be looking at some verses, uh, just like I say, a little overview of 2 Peter. But here we have Peter who describes himself in verse 1 of chapter 1 as a servant and as an apostle of Jesus Christ. But he's writing to a people who have faith or have, as it says there, the end of verse 1, have received a faith. A faith that is described as precious. Peter, the man, knew Jesus. And this is so important as we look at this book. This is not just some doctrinal statement or verses that we quote to help us go on in our day. This is the man who had spent three years up close and personal with the Lord Jesus Christ. And Peter wants these readers, or these hearers, to know the authority of these words. That, Jesus, that Peter was an eyewitness, and he's passing this on to what was described as second-generation believers. Peter wants these believers to have a long-term view. He doesn't want them to have a short-sighted view of faith, just considering the here and now, with the trials and the sufferings, but he wants them to have a future perspective. This is why, for instance, in verse 9 of chapter 1, he says, whoever does not have them is short-sighted and blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their past sins. He wants them to have the right specs on. I suppose you could say he wants them to have bifocals. Yes, to know the reality of what's up close, to have the reality of the trials, but then to have lenses that can see beyond, the lenses that are long-sighted. So that's, that's Peter, know Peter. But also, let's know the aim of the book. And we find the aim of the book if we look down at 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. That tells us what the aim of the book is. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So, to, to sum it up in a sentence, Peter wants these Christians to be stable. Peter wants these Christians to know the truth 
and not to be distracted or carried away, like I said, looking at the here and now, but to look forward. These Christians are uh, quite mature in their faith, but he knows that like all of us, we can be distracted and we can forget the truth. That's why he says in verse 12 of chapter 1, So, I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. You see, Peter knows that even mature Christians can lose their stability. So people are hooked this evening. You may have been Christians for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years. But we can all become unstable. That we can lose sight of our future hope. We need to look forward. And therefore, we need to look forward to the return of the Lord. Listen to how one preacher has put this. He said, stability comes from our forward momentum as we look forward. And now, we can be forgetful. So that's why, for instance, he uses that phrase at least four or five times in this book, which is this phrase. So, I remind you. So, I reminded you. So that's the aim of the book. Know the aim. Then Peter says, know your call. Verse 10 of chapter 1. Make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Reminds his readers how the scriptures warn them that there would be scoffers in the last day who depart from the truth and follow their sinful desires. Peter knew that this was happening and this was no surprise to Peter. See, they would question the promise of God's return, citing that uh, the patriarchs died, all things have continued just as they were from the beginning. They purposely, these false teachers, purposely overlooked the fact that God had intervened both before, both in the account of creation and the flood, and that he would surely intervene again on a final day of reckoning for the unrighteous and rescue those righteous. 2 Peter 3, verses 1 to 7. And then he moves to his central argument about judgment and the delay as he speaks of this parousia in verses 8 and 9 of chapter 3. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day, is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. So why does God delay? Why is the Lord not returned already? Well, verse 8 there shows us that the God is not in a hurry. One day, what did it say? One day is as a thousand years. 
of a blessing. It's just a little bit of homework for you this week. If uh, you have the time, it won't take that much time. Why not read the whole of 2 Peter through in one sitting? So uh, that would be a really good thing to do in readiness for next week. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening and for that great reminder in that song that you hold us fast uh, from now through to eternity. We praise your name. So may we all go now in peace to love and serve the Lord on our front line for him uh, until he returns. In Jesus' name, amen.